0: I'm Chelsea. I'm Debra, and we're giving you a million murders. So we're back. Little technical difficulties
1: <laughs> with my junky computer, but hopefully things look up. Yes. I could tell you were about to say something about it because the hello was not excited. And I was <laughs> like, "She about to tell it. There was a struggle, but we got it.
0: Oh, today I'm going to, well, I found this article.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And it's titled, Ten Eerie Last Words of People Who Then Vanished Without a Trace. Mm. Now, there's probably, which I know there's a couple words because we recorded a little bit. We had to delete it because it was all <laughs> demonic sounding. Right. I said it right. You did. So, um... <laughs> there's gonna be words i'm gonna be like what yeah all right so because
1: i already forgot how to say those words but ominous, we'll get to poignant. it ominous poignant 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 innocuous okay i'll still forget
0: <laughs> scores of people go missing every day an overwhelming majority of such cases end up resolved often quite promptly Still, far too many families of missing persons never know closure, but at reuniting with their lost loved ones or finally learning, learning of their fate. When someone, van- <laughs> when someone vanishes without a trace, it's not uncommon for that person's last words to others to stand out in their memories. These final words can be ominous, poignant, or quite unremarkable. They may offer disturbing hints as to the missing person's fate, or they may be innocuous statements which in no way foreshadowed what was to come. The following are accounts of ten people who disappeared as well as the last things they said to 911 operators, coworkers, Ooh. friends, or family. Oh, shoot. Let's get into it. So, the first one. Michael Mike McLean sent or spent the evening of April 20th, 2019 at the Tropical Lounge nightclub in Nashua, New Hampshire. Hmm. The 29- <laughs> New
1: Hampshire.
0: The 29-year-old resident of nearby Manchester was at the club with friends and by all accounts had no reason to abandon his life. That night a dispute occurred between two women at the club. They stepped outside, at which point the situation escalated. A crowd formed. Mike, who knew one of the women, broke the fight up, but the police had been called. They dispersed the onlookers, and it was at this point that Mike's friends lost track of him. A bit before 2 a.m. the next morning, Mike called his boss and said, They're after me. What? More than one. Ominous statement prompted her to call him back but there was no answer Mike hasn't been seen since that night what Mike's family knew something was amiss when he didn't return calls on Easter or call his sister on her birthday it is believed that he left the nightclub on foot his phone was last pinged at a McDonald's a few blocks down the street from the tropical lounge at around the time he called his boss but there are a few other clues for investigators to go on his credit cards have shown no activity he hasn't posted anything on social media and he remains missing as of this writing and this article was written in 2019 so after I cover this I'm gonna go back some point and like look up each one to see if there's any news like any changes or anything or if anybody's been found mm-hmm. so i'll do that I'll s- where's mike yeah where's mike <sighs> so the second one uh will i do not know how to pronounce his last name c-i-e-r-z-a-n Searson. that's what i was gonna say but you know how my let <laughs> go so if it's not correct i apologize so will i'll just call him will Will, 58 years old, was a longtime employee at Six Flags Magic Mountain and enjoyed watching sports, collecting Coca-Cola, bo- Coca-Cola bottles, <laughs> and cooking. He spent the afternoon of January 26, 2017, at his home in Santa Clarita, California, yeah. watching golf on TV with his nephew. After the nephew left, Will began to make dinner. At around 4:30 p.m., his wife Linda called him, and and Will said i'm putting dinner on when she called again at roughly 5 p.m will was in a good mood and said that the chicken was cooked however when linda arrived at home around 6 p.m will which is an hour after she talked to him Mm -hmm. will was nowhere to be seen dinner was cooked the oven was turned off and will's coat keys and wallet were all present what Oh, Lord. Nothing had been taken from the wallet, the family's dog was at home, and Will's truck was parked outside. A few cryptic clues would emerge. In February 2017, it was revealed that some of Will's blood had been found in the house. Surveillance footage from a neighbor's house showed that a white SUV backed up to Will's garage a bit after 5 p.m. So, not long after he talked to his wife. Right. It left only a few minutes later and police stated that this vehicle belonged to a family member. Neither of these leads planned out, or panned out. In May of 2017, detectives named Will's nephew as a person of interest. What? But she didn't say how old the nephew was, so I was just thinking he was like a little (laughs) A (laughs) little little nephew. (laughs) Mm -hmm. But, I mean, they, they can still do stuff like that. However... He cooperated with investigators, and no arrests were made. In December of two thousand and eighteen, a human skull was found not far from Valen- Valencia mm-hmm. Will's neighborhood. This skull has not been linked with Will, though, and may and ne- may very well be unrelated.
1: Will's fate is still unknown. What? So, who whose was it? Well, and they didn't say that they saw the garage door open or see yeah, Will that got, unless
0: it was already open. I don't know, but yeah, it didn't say. It just said he back. They backed up to the garage.
1: What is going on? Oh, I thought to do something like this. This is like my whole jam. Mm-hmm. I'm so excited for this episode. Well, the I'm next to hear about them. Oh. Mm-hmm. In June
0: twenty first, on June twenty first, two thousand and thirteen was a busy day for Brooklyn Farthing of Madison County, Kentucky. Ooh. (laughs) Um, The 18-year-old and her younger sister, Paige, took their driver's license test that day. Afterward, they attended their grandfather's 70th birthday party. That evening, Brooklyn, Paige, and a cousin went to a second birthday party. This one held out in a field. Paige and Brooklyn's cousin decided to leave the party early on, This was fine with Brooklyn, who had made plans to sleep over at the home of a friend who was also at the party. Plans changed, however, when Brooklyn's friend decided she wanted to spend the night at a boy's house. Trash. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) The two argued and the friend left. Never leave a friend. Don't leave somebody by themselves. No. Ever. You just can't. You just don't know what's going to happen. Towards the end of the party, Brooklyn was seen leaving with two young men, names withheld. Ooh. Mm-hmm. One of the men was dropped off and the other man took Brooklyn to his house in Bura. B-E-R-E-A? Berea. Oh, pfft. Berea.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I get so bad, I'm like Berea. <laughs> his house in Berea. It was from here at around 4 a.m. on June 22nd, my sister's birthday, uh, that Brooklyn called Paige and asked if their cousin could come pick her up. However, the cousin had had too many drinks and was in no condition to drive. Brooklyn didn't want her mother to have to come to come get her, so she called her ex-boyfriend, who worked third shift. He agreed to give her a ride home when he got off work, and it was at this point that the man who'd brought Brooklyn to the house left. Before long, Brooklyn's ex-boyfriend received several texts from her. Can you hurry? Please hurry. And then, I'm scared. However, another text came in text telling the ex to, never mind and that Brooklyn was going to a party in neighboring Rock Castle County to the edge of which Berea is near. He asked who was going with, but there was no response. Brooklyn hasn't been heard from since. The owner of the house later returned to find it on fire, and firefighters would find some of Brooklyn's belongings still inside. The man speculated that the fire could have been started by a cigarette she was smoking when he let her... By cigarette, she was smoking when he left. Okay, Mm -hmm. I understand it now. I was confused at first. He said he left her there because he was friends with her ex-boyfriend and did not feel comfortable. He also confirmed that Brooklyn had spoken of a party in Rockcastle County. Brooklyn's whereabouts remain unknown, and no arrests have been made in this case. That's crazy.
1: Yeah, yeah, it was a whole thing. I forgot about the guy who took her to his house. Um, that his house caught on fire.
0: Yeah, that's just.
1: Yeah, I can't remember where I heard this from before. I don't know if it was on like, a Dateline or. Yeah,
0: and like something. I'm not saying he did it or anything, but like, he may not have done it. And like, what luck? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that's some bad bad luck. I forgot about that. I which I mean it was 2013, so it's probably been a while since I've heard about it. But. Yeah. But yeah. So the next one is Marion Barter, a primary school teacher in Australia's Gold Coast, lived a seemingly normal, happy life. Things changed, however, when her third marriage ended in the mid 1990s. A few years later, in 1997, Marion abruptly sold her home and went on a trip to England. Her family received no further word from her until July 31st. When a message from Marion appeared on the answering machine of her daughter, Sally Layden, L-E-Y-D-O-N, if that's not right, I'm sorry. <laughs> Marion later called again from a payphone. Marion said she was in Tunbridge, Wells, Kent, and was having tea and scones with some old women and that she was having a good time. The conversation played out in several chunks as Marion had to add money to the phone finally marion ran out of coins and the phone call had to end her last words to sally were i'll call you back marion 51 years old at the time hasn't been seen or heard from since sally believes her mother truly was in england due to the delay effect on the cause the case became stranger in october of nineteen ninety seven however when thousands of dollars were withdrawn from marion's bank account sally learned from a bank worker That the money was withdrawn in Byron Bay, New South Wales. Police in Byron Bay never found any sign of Marion. Marion remains unaccounted for.
1: What is happening to That's a lot of money. Yeah.
0: It's crazy how they... Because you would just think that they would be able to trace who took the money out. Yeah. Unless they were...
1: 'Cause it was out of Smart her account. One. I feel like you'd have to have be somebody offer us to do that. You can just walk you think up. there'd be surveillance. Yeah. On the Yeah, I mean every Which, what I mean, this wasn't ninety seven, so I don't know Oh, yeah. Well I <laughs> know oh, I was <laughs> I prepared. take back I everything I said. That was like pushing it was like twenty five years ago almost. It's like every case we do,
0: we feel like it's in our time zone now. And, like, they have all the things we have down, but yeah, they don't. Yeah, yeah, like, it's... Yeah. I mean, they may have, I mean... No. In 97, who knows, but...
1: Yeah, they probably didn't even have a Obviously not, because... Yeah. I don't know. Yeah.
0: So, the next one says... At 9.30 p.m. on July 13, 2019, Erica Gaten of El, pa- El Paso, Texas sent a text message to the father of her seven-year-old son. Can you send me a picture of my son in the movies? Erica, 29, was attending a concert at the El Paso County Coliseum, so this request didn't seem too strange. What is strange, if not outright unacceptable, to Erica's family and friends is the notion that she would have just abandoned her son. Mm Mm-hmm. Erica was at the concert with a date, her attendance confirmed by social media posts. According to the date, after the concert had ended, she was waiting for an Uber to pick her up. The date left at this point. It is worth noting that at the time of her disappearance, Erica was facing criminal charges, both for credit card abuse and criminal mischief. Mm. Her next court date was July 26th. However, El Paso detectives That sounds so country. El Paso. El Paso. El Paso detectives do not believe this is why she vanished. They do, however, consider her disappearance suspicious and have asked anyone with information to come forward.
1: Hmm. Yeah. I mean, the Uber driver thing, I almost feel like, I know there were people who were, like, attacked by Uber drivers. Yeah, But it was so few. I feel like it was, like, the check in the Halloween candy thing. But Uber drivers out there, be careful. Because well, Uber drivers are being murdered now. Know, like, left and like, right. The next
0: one. Chase Allen Lakey. Or Lackey. L-A-C-K-E-Y. Mm-hmm. Age 25, was a member of Recreational Softball League. Mm. On June? almost said July. <laughs> <laughs> On June? <laughs> On June thirtieth, twenty seventeen, he played a game watched by his father Craig. Craig will never forget Chase's last words to him that day: "I love you, Pop." <sighs> That's tough. Yeah. At least, at least that was a good word. Something good, yeah. The next day, Chase has seen. The next day, Chase was seen walking his dog outside his Houston area apartment. Neither he nor his dog have been seen since. No. Nothing was stolen from Chase's apartment, and his truck remained untouched. Although investigators characterize Chase has been lived a normal life, foul play is suspected in his disappearance. Few details have been publicly released, but apparently some of Chase's friends have been involved in illegal drugs. Mm. However, no arrests have been made in this case, and two years on, both cases both Chase and his dog remain missing.
1: No.
0: I know. I think I've said this before, but like, anytime an animal's involved,
1: it just makes me really sad because it's like... Well, hopefully they're together wherever they are, but that's just... like, Like, usually the dog is never... Like, the dogs don't get taken a lot. Like, dogs get taken, but it's usually like there's a dog just... Wandering Yeah like wandering Because someone like Kidnapped their Owner or something But That's strange But see Houston has like And I don't know where he lived in Houston Houston's huge But They have found They've like checked the bayous Because Houston's called Bayou City Mm -hmm. Like you would think Houston wouldn't have A lot of bayous Because That's like a Louisiana thing But they have more bayous In their city Than like think it's maybe any other city in America maybe I can't remember but it's called Bayou City so it's got to have the more or whatever but they would drain these bayous and they'd find people's cars yeah and people who were missing who had like driven into a bayou and it was deep and then their car just stayed underwater forever you know well not forever but you know what I'm saying yeah a a while yeah so anything could have happened but hopefully you know nothing tragic maybe he just ran away or someone just seen him and was like oh so yeah
0: matthew weaver moved from his parents home in semi-valley california hopefully s-i-m-i semi-valley (laughs) semi semi-valley california to his own apartment in granada hills los angeles in the summer of 2018 Things were looking good for the 21-year-old power line worker, and he had plans to travel the world. Ooh. These aspirations were seemingly not meant to be. Ooh. That went dark real quick. Yeah, that like took a turn. Jeez. Four okay. sentences, and they said, On August 9th, Matthew told his father that he was going out with a new female acquaintance. Acquaintance? I never can say that. word good. Matthew picked her up at around 9.30 p.m. Damn, are I- Dang, that's a late date. <laughs> uh-huh. And dropped her off during oh, and dropped her off during the early morning hours of August tenth. During this time, they <laughs> reportedly had a private talk. In quotation, Matthew then drove to Topanga, an area in the Santa Monica Mountains. Mountains. Near sunrise, he posted a Snapchat picture of a scenic view and is believed to have entered a hiking trail. A few hours later, Matthew's female friend received some strange text messages. They read like some crazy's going on on. It says like some crazy is going on onsh, onsh and then it says is going on like he mhm like fixed, fixed it. it. Mm-hmm. And I just to talk while I have the chance. There was no further communication from Matthew, so those were eerie. Yeah. Matthew's last known location, according to Snapchat and cell phone records, was near Rosas Outlook. At 1.30 a.m. on August 11th, several hikers in the area called 911 after hearing cries for help. At around that time, California Highway Patrol officers reportedly also heard screams and possibly someone yelling, he's got a gun. What? This ain't, they ain't, mm. Matthew's car was found near a hiking trail, but the keys weren't located until January of 2019 when hikers found them a mere 25 feet from where the car had been. That same month, high-resolution drone photos of the area enabled Matthew's family to find a baseball cap and a torn T-shirt, which they believed were Matthew's. Despite the strange clues, Matthew remains missing.
1: So, yeah, he's missing. I'm wondering... I mean, so they found the cap and they found the shirt. And they
0: said that they, they believe were Matthews. Hmm. So that's not like a... Oh, 100% good thing. solid...
1: 100%. Hmm.
0: But yeah, that's a whole... That's creepy.
1: Yeah. What's going
0: on? They heard screams. And the patrol officer reported... Also heard... He heard screams. Or he, she heard mm-hmm. screams and yelling he's got a gun yeah that's yeah do they ever hear a gunshot they
1: don't say no
0: yeah that's crazy so the next one no 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 oh uh, I ain't gonna be able to say that word <laughs> um during the summer of 2000 during the summer of 2013 Candace Mahama of Edmonton, Alberta, Canada. If I said her name wrong, I'm sorry. It's L apostrophe H O M M E C O U R T.
1: So I was just like, "Waham
0: Court." Yeah. Celebrated her daughter's first birthday. Among those in attendance was Candace's older sister, 25-year-old Shelley Dean. Not long after that, in August. Shelly vanished without a trace. Shelly's last words to Candace were, don't ever say goodbye. Shelly was known for her adventurous spirit and love of travel and had spoken of taking a trip to the Yukon. Over the next several months, calls and texts to Shelly went unreturned. Concern greatly increased in November when Shelly's phone was disconnected. I hate when that happens. Yeah shelley was finally reported missing a clue came in the form of a witness report that a man was seen taking suitcases from shelley's apartment around the time that she went missing however by the end of 2014 police had exhausted all leads candace has expressed her frustration with the police who she says are reticent to work on shelley's case because of her first nation's heritage And her high-risk lifestyle. I guess where she Mm. likes to travel and stuff. While Shelly's family acknowledged that she had dealt with drug and alcohol addictions, Candace noted that. Label every First Nations person that is missing or murdered as having a high-risk lifestyle or high-risk profile. They keep blaming the victim for what has happened to them. They don't blame society and what's wrong with society. These things shouldn't be happening to innocent people no matter what type of lifestyle they live. Shelley Dean has not been found.
1: Oh my gosh. Yeah, so these are like... Yeah, they're indigenous people. So basically, people in Canada are like... Just like, oh... The First Nations people live a reckless life. Yeah. And they're just like that's sad hmm. yeah boo what's her name is shelly
0: yeah i'm assuming it's pronounced dean it's d-e-n-e
1: yeah dean i just like name or something i don't know i'm not sure but can canadians if we have any canadians listening keep your eye out for that story we need to find yeah her. and
0: if let me know if it's right saying if I need to say it yeah, right.
1: Yeah, please always let us know about pronunciations. Cause. Yeah, because I need all the help I can get. <laughs> well, I do too. I was struggling
0: in my last one. In 2013, Brandon Lawson, 26, was living in San Angelo, Texas with his longtime girlfriend and their four children. The oil field worker had found a new, more stable job with better hours and was set to start soon. But then Brandon didn't come home on the night of August 7th and this led to an argument with Ladessa, his girlfriend, on the evening of August 8th. He had dealt with drug issues in the past and recently relapsed so Brandon staying out all night was cause for concern. At around 11:53 p.m. Brandon grabbed a cell phone, a charger, his keys, and his wallet and left. His pickup truck was low on gas before long, Brandon called his father, Brad, and asked to stay with him for the night. Brad said Brandon was welcome, but since the former lived three hours away in Crawley, he advised Brandon to go back home and work things out with Ladessa. A few minutes later, Ladessa called Brandon and suggested that he go stay with his brother, Kyle, if he was still angry and didn't want to come back home. Kyle lived only five minutes away, and Brandon must not have been into the idea because ledessa then called kyle saying she was worried about brandon at 1234 and 1236 brandon tried to call Odessa but she didn't answer either time at 1238 he called kyle and said he'd run out of gas on highway 277 not far from bronte bront hmm kyle called ledessa who left a gas can on the porch for kyle before going to take a bath Kyle and his girlfriend, Audrey, left to pick up the gas can at 12.45. And at 12.48, Brennan tried to call Odessa again, but got no response. Here's, when, here's where things become really strange. At 12.54 a.m., Brennan made a call to 911. Parts of the 43-second call were unintelligible. Brandon spoke of running out of gas and being in a field. He said that he accidentally ran into some people and there was background noise that may have been gunshots. The operator asked Brandon if he needed an ambulance. Amid indeterminate background noise, Brandon first replied in the affirmative but then changed his mind and said, No, I need the cops. Brandon did not respond to the operator after this, though the unidentified background noise seemed to get closer to him before the call ended. Four minutes later, a passing truck spotted Brandon's pickup truck parked awkwardly on the highway and called 911 about it. At 1.10 a.m., Kyle and Audrey found Brandon's truck and were surprised to see a Coke County Sheriff's Deputy there, too. There was no damage to Brandon's truck. Kyle and Audrey initially assumed that Brandon was hiding in the field since he had an outstanding warrant in Johnson County. They called Brandon... And managed to reach him one last time Brandon said he was 10 minutes into the field and bleeding and implored his brother to get to him quickly then then the call ended and Brandon responded to no further calls or texts multiple searches for Brandon yielded nothing neither his bank account nor his cell phone showed any activity after that night a few months of, after Brandon's disappearance investigators decided that Kyle was a suspect they questioned, him and they questioned him, and Kyle volunteered to take a polygraph test. Don't do it. Mm-mm. He passed. That sounded like I'm like, he's guilty. Well, <laughs> he passed. Brandon is still missing. Where is he? Where is Brandon? I have no idea. But, yeah, that is
1: all of that. Mm. That's pretty good. Yeah, it was pretty good. It was really good. I love being it like I just want it's not that I love hearing about people going missing. Yeah. But I want to know how to solve the case. Oh. Like I want to solve a case. I want to help find someone. And I just don't I don't know, we need to get on a case.
0: We need to be investigators.
1: We do. Oh, I'd love to be an event. I tried to be a criminal investigator. Um in the city I live in and they didn't hire me I didn't get an interview Like they were just like Uh no Bachelors yeah. of music no. no thank you And I'm like But I'm so good at, at being a Snooper And investigator And detective But you know They're lost They're lost <laughs> Well Um I hope you liked it I loved it
0: I want some more of it
1: As Willie Ray would say Oh <laughs>
0: Um, I don't know why that popped in my head. Mm-hmm. Um, you can email us at amelianmurders at gmail.com if you have any comments, questions,
1: concerns, stories. Yes, and you can go to our Instagram page, a million murders, and you can see pictures of the people, the places, the things. Um, there's also a link to our link tree from the Instagram and you can get to our Facebook page from there as well um, A Million Murders and so you can go and like the page and then be in the group as well and then you'll see everything we don't really post on both of them but we needed a page so we have a page (laughs) and um yeah I think that's it well thanks for tuning in and we hope you come back for a million, million more. more. Bye. Bye.